Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Historic Pinstripes, where we discuss the history of the New York Yankees. Again, my name is Brian, and I have been a diehard Yankees fan since I was about seven years old. The goal of the Historic Pinstripes show is, as always, to preserve the rich history and tradition of the New York Yankees by discussing the greatest Yankees players and moments in Yankees history. So today we are discussing Doc Gooden's no-hitter. Doc Gooden, um, his full name is Dwight Gooden, of course, uh, started with the New York Mets back, I think, around 1984 was his rookie year. He was rookie of the year that year as well. He was 17-9 and that year with a 2.60 ERA and 31 starts. Um, of course, Doc Gooden uh, is well known for his years with the Mets, and that's where he really had the majority of his um, uh, uh, of his better days um, in baseball. Uh, and, of course, his best year was 1985. Um, he was only 20 years old. He started at 19 years old. Um, so just to have make 31 starts at 19 years old is pretty remarkable in itself. So um, at the year after he won the Rookie of the Year in 84, 85, he was 24 and 4, and he had a 1.53 ERA, which was the lowest ERA, I believe, since Bob Gibson. Um, but also that year he won the Pitching Triple Crown and the Cy Young Award. Um, then he had a few more good years after that until, like, 1988. Uh, well, I guess 1989, too, but he also had been having some substance abuse um, problems. I believe he might have had a suspension with the Mets, too. And, uh, and of course, later on in 1994, ended up getting suspended for, I think it was 18 months. And I, I guess, I, I'm not sure if his contract ran out or they just released him, but... Anyways, uh, so after 1994, he had to miss all of 1995, so the Mets pretty much let him go. And in 1996, or actually um, October of 1995, it was actually, I guess it was October 16th, uh, George Steinbrenner signed Doc Gooden, and um, he said that he thought uh, Doc Gooden would win 15 games in 1996 for them. So he had a lot of faith in Doc Gooden, and actually it was kind of rare because um, a lot of people thought that at that time, Doc Gooden wouldn't be able to overcome a lot of the issues he had. And I think he was going into his age 32 season. So, I mean, he had he had been through a lot already, obviously, with the substance abuse problems. And he had a, he had a lot to overcome, obviously, because he had, he had um, it was obviously a big addiction for him. Um, but also, um, uh, so what I'm going to talk about today is obviously Doc Gooden's no-hitter, like I mentioned, which was May 14th, 1996. And one thing I do want to mention is that Doc Gooden is the only African-American pitcher in New York Yankees history to pitch a no-hitter. And actually, also, um, he's actually the last person to pitch a no-hitter for the Yankees um, if, uh, that wasn't a perfect game. The, the last two no-hitters the Yankees had, um, the last one being David Cohn's perfect game and then David Wells' perfect game. But the last no-hitter was Doc Gooden in 1996. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, in the beginning of the year, Doc Gooden, he struggled. He ended up going into the bullpen. Um, he actually had an 11.48 ERA that year. He was 0-3. Um, so, I mean, things weren't looking very good, but he was hopeful that he just needed to, you know, work on his mechanics a little bit more. And eventually he was able to get back into the rotation. Of course, um, the, you know, they, they had an injury-depleted rotation at the time. David Cohn, I believe, he missed a lot of time that year in 1996. I think he had a... He had an aneurysm in his right shoulder, um, and I think uh, there was a couple other guys that might have missed some time too. Kenny Rogers might have been one as well, um, but uh, actually, he, Kenny Rogers also wasn't really pitching all that well 
uh, that year. Um, but he did have his moments that year. I think that of all the years Kenny Rogers pitched with the Yankees, I think that was the one year that he, he pitched well. He made his first start again since the beginning of the year. Um, the Yankees at the time were 11-10 and 10 at that time. So they were they were kind of just hovering around 500. They weren't playing that well. Um, at least not as well as people thought. Because after, after 1995, of course, the Yankees um, had a lot of hope going in. It was the first year, 1995, uh, that the Yankees had been in the playoffs in a very long time. I think it was, 19, yeah, 1981. Um, so, so, and obviously, with Don Mattingly finally getting to the playoffs. And, you know, of course, unfortunately the outcome in the ALDS against the Mariners. Um, however, so April 27th, Doc Gooden, he made his, makes his uh, debut uh, back into the rotation. So April 27th, Doc Gooden returns back to the rotation, pitches six innings, he gives up just five hits, one run, no walks, seven strikeouts, um, throws 94 pitches, and he had uh, brought his ERA down to like 8.38 or something like that. Um, and the Twins were not a bad team. They had a pretty decent lineup. They had Chuck Knobloch, uh, Paul Molitor, a Hall of Famer now, Matt Lawton, who was a pretty good player as well, outfielder. Uh, I believe he was a switch hitter, or I think he was a lefty, actually. And uh, Marty Cordova, who was a pretty good outfielder at the time as well, um, pretty good hitter. I think he was hitting 382 at that time. Um, so they had some. They had a pretty good team. Uh, Twins actually won the game 8-6. to six. Not the Yankees. They actually won on Chuck Knobloch in the ninth. He had a go-ahead single off of Bob Wickman, right-handed relief pitcher for the New York Yankees. Um, so, you know, Doc Gooden had pitched a very, very solid game, uh, going six innings, only giving up one. And then the next start that he made, he got his first win since June 19th of 1994 when he was with the Mets, um, and that was against the Florida Marlins, of course now the Miami Marlins. Um, he got his first win um, against... Uh, the Detroit Tigers, he pitched eight innings, two hits, three runs, two walks, eight strikeouts, and he threw 107 pitches. Um, his ERA went even further down, went down to 5-6-7. Um, and the Tigers at the time, they weren't very good at all. I, I think that they already had like 25 losses or something like that. Um, actually, Cecil Fudo was their cleanup hitter, and um, by that time, he was already past his prime. And he actually would end up getting traded to the Yankees later in that season, which is kind of ironic. Um, so May 14th, 1996, Doc Gooden, um, the, actually th that day, I guess was kind of a tough day for Doc Gooden because his dad, um, was scheduled to have open heart surgery, um, the very next day. And so I guess he was even contemplating not even pitching because obviously it was a lot to handle, but he thought because he had missed, um, you know, all of 1995 and I think some of 1994, but I'm not positive. Uh, because they had missed all that time, he thought his dad would want him to go and pitch. Um, and obviously, I'm sure his dad was watching, of, of course, and I'm sure he was elated to see what had happened. Um, but at that time, the Yankees, were they were playing a lot better. So it's kind of interesting that from April 27th to May 14th, not good and snow hitter, the Yankees went from 11-10 and 10 to 22-14. and 14. Of course, they ended up winning the division the first time they won the division, I believe, since 1981. The last regular season no-hitter, um, it was actually in 1951. It was Allie Reynolds, um, and I believe he might have he might have pitched two no-hitters for the Yankees. Um, I'm not sure if it was in the same season or not, but it m may have been. Um, it, uh, as far as that game, May 14th, 1996, um, Doc Gooden, uh, he, he pitched in front of 20,786 fans. It was a night game on a Tuesday night. 
in uh, Yankee Stadium against the Seattle Mariners. And in that game, the Yankees, of course, like I said, they faced the Seattle Mariners, who are a very, very good team. Of course, they were the team that uh, knocked the Yankees out the prior, year prior to that. So it was a big game on a Tuesday night in the Bronx. Um, the starting lineup for the Mariners, they had a very good offense. Of course, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. right in the middle of it with Alex Rodriguez and Edgar Martinez. Um, but the leadoff hitter was Darren Bragg, who at the time was a pretty good hitter. Um, he was their leadoff hitter, played left field. Then, I, then A-Rod was the shortstop. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. center field. And then another Hall of Famer, Edgar Martinez, was the designated hitter. Jay Buhner, next, um, he was playing great field. And then Paul Sorrento was a first baseman. He was a left-handed hitter, good good, good hitter. Uh, more of a contact guy, but he had a little bit of power. Um, but anyways, uh, Dan Wilson also, he batted behind Sorrento. Um, good defensive catcher. Um, and Joey Cora was playing second base. And uh, Russ Davis was the third baseman. And actually, Russ Davis was uh, traded from the Yankees prior to that offseason so the Yankees could get Tino Martinez. And uh, actually, the starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners was also in that trade, Sterling Hitchcock. Um, so Sterling Hitchcock was the starter for the uh, Seattle Mariners in that game. Of course, Doc Gooden starting for the Yankees. So the Yankees starting lineup, Wade Boggs playing third base, Joe Girardi batting second catching, which is kind of surprising because back in those days, you didn't really think of catchers as a number two hitter but Girardi had a good eye at the plate and he was faster than most catchers um but uh Paulo O'Neill the right fielder batting third and then the left fielder was Ruben Sierra uh Tino Martinez playing first base Jim Leyritz bat, uh, batting behind him and he was the designated hitter and then Bernie Williams playing center field and then the second baseman was Robert Einhorn and Derek Jeter was batting ninth and playing shortstop of course so that was the starting lineup for the 1996 Yankees and 1996 um, Seattle Mariners. So moving on to the game. So in the top of the first inning, John Gooden, he had a pretty good inning. He had given up two walks in the inning. He got a double play and a line drive, um, and he ended up getting out Darren Bragg at, at first base on a throw. And um, Ken Griffey Jr. ended up walking as well as Darren Bragg, the leadoff hitter. Um, the next guy after Griffey, um, lined out to right field and uh, that was Edgar Martinez of course so then the next inning was pretty much one two three for Sterling Hitchcock two flyouts and a line out and after that inning uh, Doc Gooden kind of settled in a little bit more he did walk one batter he walked the first baseman Paul Sorrento left-handed hitter but he was pretty much got the rest of them out um, then in the next inning Ruben Sierra stepped up he struck out uh, Tino Martinez grounded out Jim Leyritz hit a single to left field, um, and then uh, Gerald Williams was up against Sterling Hitchcock, and uh, Jim Leyritz actually stole second base, which you don't ex really expect a, c a catcher, because Jim Leyritz, even though he was DHing that day, he was a catcher, although I believe he could run a little bit um, for a catcher anyway, but he wasn't known for his speed anyway. Um, anyways, Gerald Williams ended up walking. Um, the runner was on first and second. Robert Einhorn, who was playing, I believe Mariano Duncan might have been hurt in the beginning of the year. Um, he was their regular second baseman, but Einhorn was uh, playing second base that day against uh, Sterling Hitchcock. And anyways, Einhorn ended, ended, didn't end up getting to hit because uh, Gerald Williams got caught stealing at second base. So the inning was over. Then in the top of the third, Doc Gooden gets back to the mound, faces Russ Davis, Darren Bragg. Um, he gets them out on two flyouts. Uh, one to right and one to center. And Alex Rodriguez walks and Ken Griffey Jr. strikes out swinging. So he, so Doc Gooden is starting to find his groove a little bit. 
here, and then and then in the bottom of the third inning, then uh, there was Robert Einhorn gets to have um, start his at bat, of course, because Gerald Williams got thrown out in the previous inning. Um, so he strikes out against Sterling Hitchcock. Derek Jeter flies out. Um, Wade Boggs and ended up uh, getting a, a base hit to right field, um, and then right after him, Joe Girardi hits a, a pop fly, and uh, you know the the uh, Mariners go to the inning. And in the very next inning, the top of the fourth, Edgar Martinez against Dwight Gooden. Dwight Gooden uh, gets him to pop out. Jay Buhner, he strikes out swinging. And then Paul Sorrento flies out to right field. And he gets a 1-2-3 inning there. Easy. And then uh, the next batter in the bottom of the fourth inning for the Yankees, Paul O'Neill hits a single to right field on a line drive. Ruben Sierra um, against uh, Sterling Hitchcock. Sierra being a switch hitter, he grounds out into a double play. Um, you know, Paul O'Neill's not that fast, so um, they get the double play there. And then Tino Martinez gets out on a ground out to second base. And then they uh, retire the side. So it's a pretty good pitcher's duel right here. Nothing, nothing. Top of the fifth inning. Dan Wilson is at the plate, mostly known for his defense. Um, uh, but Dan Wilson was not a bad hitter at times um, in his career. For, for the most part, he was mostly known for his de defense. Um, he grounded out uh, good and he um, also got Joey Coro on a pop fly, and uh, that was to the second baseman. I guess it was a weak pop fly. Russ Davis also, he ended up flying out to right field. Um, again, the guy that was traded from the Yankees in 95, so the Yankees could get, ended up getting um, Tino Martinez and actually Jeff Nelson as well, and uh, Jim Messier Jim as well, who was a relief pitcher, right-handed relief pitcher, I believe. Um, then in the bottom of the fifth, Jim Leyritz was uh, leading off the inning for the New York Yankees against Sterling Hitchcock. Um, he grounds out to the second baseman. Gerald Williams walks. Um, of course, Gerald Williams had a lot of speed, um, but he had already been caught stealing already. D Dan Wilson, of course, like I said, he was a very good defensive catcher. So anyways, the next batter, Robert Einhorn, he was at the plate again. Gerald Williams takes off, um, and they throw him out again, um, Dan Wilson. And so there was two outs now, Robert Einhorn, ends up walking so anyway so there was a runner on first now so Derek Jeter was at the plate and Jeter ends up striking out to Sterling Hitchcock so in the top of the sixth inning Darren Bragg leads off the inning um he actually gets on base too he reached on an error by the first baseman um Tino Martinez which is kind of rare for Tino Tino doesn't really make that many errors um it was on a ground ball so uh and I guess uh, Bragg ended up going to second base on on the error um Darren Bra and Darren Bragg was actually a pretty good ball, ball, ball player. Um, he had he had some he had some decent years. Um, he and he was also pretty darn fast as well. So then Alex Rodriguez was at the plate. He ended up grounding out to the second baseman, but um, Darren Bragg, being on second base, uh, gets moved over to third base as the second baseman gets the sure out at first. Um, so there's a runner on third and uh, two outs. Ken Griffey Jr. at the plate and uh, Doc Gooden gets him gets him out swinging on a 3-2 pitch, I believe. And Edgar Martinez uh, is then up, of course, Hall of Famer now um, against Doc Gooden. Doc Gooden gets him to line out to center field, and that was the inning. He gets out of trouble with a runner on third base there, so the no-hitter was still intact. And um, then in the bottom of the sixth inning, uh, the Yankees had Wade Boggs leading off against Sterling Hitchcock, left-handed pitcher, lefty-lefty. Uh, Wade Boggs had a 2-2 count on him, and Wade Boggs... Um, he singled to left field. On a, it was a line drive to left field, so he got the inning started right away. Joe Girardi gets up, another base hit to center field. 
that was on an 0-2 pitch. Um, so uh, so the guy had runners on first and second. Then Paul O'Neill steps up. Uh, he had a 2-0 count on him. He ends up grounding out to the first baseman, and the first baseman tossed it to the pitcher. Wade Boggs went to third base, and Joe Girardi went to second base. So the Yankees were set up to, to score some runs. Um, then Ruben Sierra, um, he ends up getting intentionally walked. And so then Tino Martinez was up, bases loaded, one out, and he ends up hitting a sacrifice fly to center field, and uh, Boggs ends up scoring. Uh, Joe Girardi goes to third base. So the Yankees had a one nothing lead. Jim Lairis, um, he uh, hit, hit, gets a base hit to left field. Um, it was a ground ball through the shortstop uh, and third base hole, and uh, he ends up scoring Girardi. So they ended up with their two runs right there, which is pretty much all Doc Gooden needed. Gerald Williams, um, he comes up and he ends up lining out to the shortstop on a 0-2 pitch, and uh, so the Yankees end up getting their two nothing lead. Top of the seventh, um, the Mariners batting. They're they were down 0-2, of course. So Jay Buhner was up, and then they had Jay Buhner, Paul O'Neill, and Dan Wilson. And uh, Doc Gooden just went right through them. Um, it was a ground out to short, ground out to uh, first base, tossed to Gooden for the out, and then Dan Wilson flew out to center field, and it was just one, two, three. So then uh, bottom of the seventh, um, Andy Fox pitch hit in the game for Robert Einhorn, um, and uh, of course, ended up playing second base. And there was a new pitcher, I guess Michael Jackson, uh, not the musician, of course, um, but Michael Jackson came in for the Seattle Mariners um, for Sterling Hitchcock. He actually came in back in the um, back in the uh, inning previously to face Gerald Williams, uh, and then he ended up starting off the next inning. Uh, so he gets Andy Fox, uh, who pitches for Robert Einhorn, and so Einhorn grounded up to the pitcher. And Derek Jeter ends up getting an um, infield single to the third baseman on the ground ball. And then Wade Boggs steps up, flies out to the center fielder. Joe Girardi walks, and then Jeter goes to second base. And then um, then the Mariners bring in another pitcher, Tim Davis. And uh, um, then he pitches to Paul O'Neill. He ends up getting Paul O'Neill out on a pop fly to the third baseman. And I'm sure Paul O'Neill was probably very upset with himself there. Um but, of course, that's what Yankee fans love about Paul O'Neill, just being that fiery competitor, um, you know, just always wanting to do his best for the team. Um, uh, anyways, moving on to the next inning, top of the eighth. Um, so still no hitter for Doc Gooden. Um, th- his pitch count was really getting up there. Um, he, he probably was already, like, around 90 pitches or so, roughly. Um, but he was he was up there, and you know at this at this point in time, especially back then, managers if if you had a no hitter, they were going to let you go. So Doc Gooden pitched to uh, Joey Cora, um, leading off that inning. Um, and by the way, Andy Fox did go in to play second base um, after pitch hitting for uh, Robert Einhorn. Um, but so Joey Cora was up. Um, Doc Gooden got him out on a fly out to right field, um, and that was on, on an 0-1 pitch. So there was the first out of the inning. Then Doug Strange, who was an infielder, um, he pitch hits for Russ Davis, the third baseman, um, who was batting ninth. So Doug Strange comes in. Um, I believe he was a right-handed hitter. Um, he grounded out to the pitcher, and uh, so they, uh, he got two out. So we ended up getting Doug Strange to ground out to the pitcher, uh, and it was on a 2-1 count. Uh, Darren Bragg then steps up. Uh, 3-2 count to Darren Bragg, and Darren Bragg strikes out looking. And he gets a 1-2-3 inning right there for Doc Gooden. No hitter still intact. And then bottom of the eighth. So Doug Strange ends up going to third base 
for Russ Davis um, since he pitched it for him. Uh, Ruben Sierra started off the inning, hits a fly ball to center field, um, and they, you know, Griffey, of course, gets the out and deep left center. Um, Tino Martinez, uh, then he hits a ground ball to the first baseman, which was unassisted. So, uh, you know, the first baseman, um, Paul Sorrento, just runs it over himself to first base, and he gets the second out of the inning. Jim Leyritz, um, he steps up. But there's a pitching change, so Edwin Hurtado is the new pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, and he strikes out swinging, and uh, you know one, two, three inning for the Mariners there between the two pitchers Davis and Hurtado. Um, and then in the top of the ninth inning, this is when, of course, this was this was it for Doc Gooden, and Doc Gooden ended up having to face the three toughest hitters in their lineup, really the four four toughest hitters, but the three toughest hitters: Alex Rodriguez, Ken Griffey Jr., and Edgar Martinez, and that's like. Three of the best hitters in any line, lineup ever that you can think of. Of course, Alex Rodriguez, I believe he was only like in his early 20s at the time, but he was still an incredible baseball player. So he had a 3-2 count on Alex Rodriguez, and then Doc Gooden ended up walking Rodriguez. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, um, stepped up. Of course, Ken Griffey Jr. was probably, at this time, Ken Griffey Jr. was the best player in the game, um, with, without a question. Um, he had, so he had a 1-1 count on him, runner on first base, and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. ends up grounding out to the first baseman. Um, Tito Martinez took, took it himself and uh, got the out at first base. But, of course, Alex Rodriguez went to second base on the, uh, on the, on the, the play. So um, there was one out. Edgar Martinez at the plate. Doc Gooden still, still, uh, still out there. Um, Doc Gooden, um, on a 3-2 count to Edgar Martinez, ends up walking Edgar Martinez. So then there's runners on first and second. Getting a little bit more interesting now. Uh, one out. Jay Buhner at the plate. Right-handed hitter. And Jay Buhner was a big, uh, big hitter. If you don't remember him, he was big, tall guy. He had a bald head. Um, he kind of really looked mean at the plate. But he, he was, he, and he, he really, he could really hit. He could, he was mostly a power hitter though. Um, but anyways, uh, Jay Buhner at the plate. Uh, Doc Gooden. Um, he had, he had a uh, one out. And uh, runners on first and second. Doc Gooden throws a wild pitch. Rodriguez, um, Alex Rodriguez ends up going to third base, and of course Edgar Martinez goes to second base. So runners on second and third, the pressure gets even higher for Doc Gooden. Um, but then there's a pitch runner as well for Edgar Martinez, who's not particularly fast, of course, in being a designated hitter. Um, uh, so he ends up going in to run for Edgar Martinez at second base because you know it's only two nothing at this point. So this is a, a lot of pressure here for Doc Gooden. Um, so. Uh, and and the wild pitch too was on. Um, that was the first pitch of that. That was the first pitch of that at bat to Jay Buhner. So then, uh, runners on second and third now. Um, pitch runner at second base, Rich Amaral. Um, so then it goes to uh, a two-two count, two balls, two strikes to Jay Buhner, and Doc Gooden gets him out, and he strikes him out swinging, and he gets the second out of the inning right there. And then it comes down to Paul Sorrento and Doc Gooden. So at this point, Doc Gooden must have been going all on adrenaline because he was around. He ended up finishing around 134 pitches in, in the game, so he had to be up there around like 100, 120 something. So Doc Gooden, he has a two-one count on Paul Sorrento, left-handed hitter, and he gets Paul Sorrento to hit a pop fly to the shortstop, deep short, and uh, Derek Jeter gets under it, makes the catch, no hitter for Doc Gooden. Um, you know, first, of course, the like I said, he's the only African-American pitcher for the New York Yankees to uh, pitch a no-hitter. And he's actually the last Yankee to, to pitch a no-hitter as well. Uh, of course, there have been two other no-hitters, but they were perfect games. So it's it's 
technically he's not the last one, but he sort of is the last one, I guess. He's, he's just he's like he's he's like the the last one to, to pitch a, an actual no hitter, not a perfect game. But anyways, I just felt like that was it's kind of one of those no hitters that you kind of forget about. There's also the Jim Abbott no hitter, which is another one I'd like to discuss someday. But this is something I just wanted to kind of talk about because I feel like it's a big moment in Yankee history that you kind of sometimes forget about. I mean, obviously the Yankees have had a lot of great moments in their histories. After the game too, there were a few quotes I wanted to mention too. Joe Torre even said, like I had mentioned, he was he was not going to, like since he had a no-hitter going, he was just going to let him go. But Joe, And Joe Torre even said after the game that it was Dwight's game all the way. So, uh, I mean, you know, he was going to let, he was letting Doc go. And then Doc Gooden said that he, he would have never thought that he could do this. And he said not even in his wildest dreams. He also said that a year and a half ago, he thought that, you know, he had basically pitched his last game, you know, because of the suspension. It was an 18-month suspension, too. So it was a very lengthy suspension. So I, he also, he went on to say that being able to not only make it back, but also to pitch a no-hitter, that that's been, that, that he said that was just an incredible blessing for him. And of course, at the time too, um, his father was going to be having open heart surgery the next day. And, you know, I'm sure there was a, a whirlwind of emotions and stuff like that. That's probably one of the more memorable no-hitters in Yankees history. Before we wrap up, I just want to also mention about the Yankees starting lineup and how they did. Wade Boggs was two for four of that game. Um, he had uh, scored one run. Girardi scored one run. He was one for three that game. Um, and Paul O'Neill was one for four. Um, so those are some of the guys that had hits. Really, the only other guy that had a hit was uh, Jim Leyritz, who had two hits. He was two for four that game. Tino Martinez, of course, drives a run in with a sacrifice fly as well. And as for Doc Gooden himself, he went, and of course, ended up going nine innings. No hits, of course, no runs. Um, he walked six batters, though, five strikeouts. Um, his ERA after that no-hitter ended up going down to 4.46. So his ERA went from over 11 to under 5. And like I said, he threw 134 pitches. Um, the other pitcher, Sterling Hitchcock, went five and two-thirds innings. Um, he gave up six hits, two runs. Um, also walked four, got four batters, um, three strikeouts, no home runs. So that is how Doc Gooden ended up getting his no-hitter. But before I let you go, I just want to mention that the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family with other podcasts like Movie Theater, Time Machine, Real Talk with Sensei Nick, um, Psycho Crime, Free Your Geek, a bunch of other podcasts and streamers. Um, you can also feel free to go to www.4041media.com for more information on all of that. And again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Yankees! <laughs>